We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Who knew he's a big foreigner fan? That's a that's a that's a mighty good drum groove right there. It's a jam. Yeah. They, they were in town just like uh, in July. Are they still the original members? No, they are not. Okay, <laughs> that's why it, I didn't go. It was a gigantic cover band. They are now foreign to foreigner. I see. There was not a single person on that stage that was in the band in the 1980s or 70s. Okay, so we were talking Krispy Kreme donuts last segment. Mm. And we asked the question. (laughs) Simmer down in there, old man. Wow. Mm. That's like the Homer Simpson where he's salivating. (laughs) Well, we we presented the question, what does a year's supply of donuts mean? And I threw out the suggestion that it should be a dozen a day. We got a text in on the text line. My daughter won that Krispy Kreme drawing contest. A year's supply is a dozen a month. What? That's not even a day supply if you're a mm. donut eater. It's hundred. What is that, 144 a year? Yeah. Not- a dozen donuts a day, and Wilford Brimley would want to talk to you. <laughs> what, do you get one bite of donut per day? Because of the diabetes? There's, yeah, because there of was the prob- There's probably a law regulating this. <laughs> Who, who would craft a law that would limit what a business could give away? Well, it's probably a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I, I, I'm just playing on it. It's probably a, their lawyers saying, uh, you promised a year of what? <laughs> Here's your year's supply of Tic Tacs. Yeah. How many is in there? Uh, 365 Tic Tacs, one per day. Huh. A story here out of Lansing, Kansas. Somebody on this show may or may not have graduated there. Soon you'll be able to take a tour of the now vacant Lansing State Penitentiary. I'm assuming this is the one, the women's penitentiary, because the men's penitentiary on Main Street is still open. The Lansing Historical Society is taking over the building with the hopes of turning it into a tourist attraction. I don't get it. Okay. Kids, I lived in Lansing. <laughs> I graduated from Lansing High School. I drove by those penitentiaries every single day. I have no interest in returning to my hometown and dot, 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 
and taking a tour of the penitentiary. All right, put it on an island, surround it with sharks in the middle of the San yeah. Francisco Bay. I, I'm interested. Maybe have a movie with Sean Connery in yeah. it about it. I, I don't know if we're going to have time. You can poke fun all you want. The Missouri Historical Recreation Society, whatever they want to call themselves, charges 50 bucks a pop to tour the old prison in Jeff City. To do what? To tour it. Here's another cell. <laughs> In which they tell you, do not close the cell door because it will lock. And do they not have the key? Probably not. Yeah. Scare tactic. Figured they would figure that problem out before they open it to tours. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a couple of weeks ago that there were three men that broke into the old jail up in St. Louis. The jail has been closed for 18 months. Wait, they now break, use break into jail? Yeah. <laughs> they now use the jail premises as a overflow lot for the city's towing system and heathens ne'er-do-wells break in and cut holes in the fence while three guys shut the cell door and what happens on a jail cell when you close the door it locks they called a relative to come get them out the relative called the cops (laughs) no not them (laughs) so the cops joe with his welding torch come out and let them out of the jail oh somebody says uh, scott let me correct you uh, the one you say is open is open, but they've also built a new one to the east. The old wall one, that would be the one on Main Street, I presume, uh, will be the museum. I, I had I did not know they had built a new penitentiary in Lansing. And if they built it just to the east, you wouldn't be able to see it from Main Street anyway. Uh, yes, I believe they are getting ready to transition over into it. Well, if they're opening up the tours, hopefully they already have transitioned. Otherwise, it's going to be an exciting tour. Where's that revenue going? Well, imagine the city? The state. No, not the city. The state owns the penitentiary, okay, not yeah. the city. You know, I heard an old, and this is probably just an old rumor. I have no, I, I've never seen anything, and I've looked for it, but I've never seen anything to back this up. But there was always an old rumor when I lived in Lansing, and this was, you know, 30-something years ago. That back in the day, which is to say the 1800s, okay? <laughs> Dan, have you ever heard this story? Back in the day. I wasn't in the 1800s I, one I, I with know, you. I know, but you're an encyclopedia. <laughs> um, the, the state of Kansas, you know, newly formed, was trying to figure out where are we going to put our, our public university and where are we going to put our penitentiary? And whether this is true or not, I have no idea. But I've heard it for years that Lansing was given first crack. Do you want the penitentiary or do you want the state university? <laughs> they picked the jail. <laughs> and the leaders of Lansing said, well, this is a farm state. There's never going to be a need for a college, but there's always going to be criminals. We'll take the penitentiary. And Lansing gets the penitentiary and Lawrence got the state university. It's a good story. Oops. I, too, have heard that old wives tale. You, you, sure you've heard that as well? or not, but I have heard that. Okay. Yeah. And I've never seen anything to prove or disprove it. That Lansing was given the, the first choice. Come on, Casey. Somebody out there knows this. And they took the penitentiary because there would always be criminals. There would never be students. Even back then, it was all about the money. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Is and there an NIL deal with the uh, penitentiaries now? No, there are, there are no the, NIL deals. No, uh, no money for the... In, okay, just checking. It's would just you, one of those cities with an L to start. You know, Leavenworth, Lansing, Lawrence. I wonder if it's true. 
And, Speaking and, of NIL deals for prisons, are we going to start selling naming rights for them? Like, how do you get your name on one of those? Well, no, like Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola jail. Oh, yeah. Why would you? Why would a company want to put their name on a, on a jail? <laughs> he mentioned NIL. <laughs> I'm trying to find whether hey, or not that story is true. This hey, guys, is I, got this, I got this brilliant marketing idea. Uh, let's put our yes, name on the penitentiary. The Capital One uh, State Penitentiary. <laughs> That gives that whole jail a, a new image with the word capital on the front of it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe like a bail bonds company would want to put their name on there, huh? 913-586-7798. If you want to weigh in, you're welcome to. 913-586-7798. We will do Festivus Friday. Coming your way right after the 5 o'clock news, the airing of the grievances. Jesse Reed filling in today for Dana Wright. Michael Mackey is in on Monday. Dana is back on Tuesday here on Dana and Parks. Ethan Crumbly, who was 15 years old when he walked into Oxford High School in Michigan last year and opened fire on his classmates, killing, I believe, four, wounding more, has just been sentenced to life in prison without parole. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, Felicia. He's 16 years old. Going to prison for the rest of his life. Good. This is also the same young man, if I'm not mistaken, whose parents are also charged in a first of its kind. Am I right about this, Sam? Do I remember this right? Parents are charged because they ignored warning signs that this school shooting was about to happen. Uh, I believe it is in combination of ignoring warning signs and, and obviously allowing him access to firearms yeah. because at 16 years old, 15 years old, you can't exactly go out and buy guns on your own. And they, they had left, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, they had left a gun in a dresser drawer that they had bought him for Christmas or for his birthday or something. He knew about it. They didn't do anything about it. They knew, based on some journal entries that he had scribbled, uh, that this young man was not well in the head. And they didn't do anything about it. Hmm. In fact, Ethan Crumbly at one point had been called or sent down to the principal's office based on some drawings in his notebook. And the parents just came to school and picked him up and took him home. No big deal. Who doesn't write stuff like that, right? Okay. Story here from NBC News. An ex-Alaska Airlines pilot accused of trying to cut the engines of a passenger flight while off-duty and riding in an extra seat in the cockpit was released from jail today pending trial after an Oregon judge approved it with conditions that include him keeping away from aircraft. Judge Thomas Ryan made the decision as Joseph Emerson pleaded not guilty to reduce charges of reckless endangerment. He previously faced 83 attempted murder charges. Emerson of Pleasant Hill, California, has also pleaded not guilty to a federal charge of interfering with a flight crew. The judge in that case also agreed that he could be released pending trial. Help us out here, Kevin. <laughs> uh, from what I know of this story, and, um, you know, I know some folks in the industry here that uh, that 
know this guy this guy personally, and um, I, I'm actually glad to hear that this is how it went. And I, and people at home that that maybe know a little bit about this story maybe think that sounds crazy. Um, there was a there was I think we did a show here a while back. Uh, Sam, how many months ago was it when this story first came out, and we were talking about mental health and these high pressure jobs? It would have been in October because I was in the clink. That's right. It was. Uh, <laughs> well, it? no, that was P. Oh no, D- sorry. No, that, that was, was Dr. Oh, that was Dr. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, was, that was Dr. That was during rehab. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think this this guy had had some um, had some unresolved mental health issues. Uh, by all accounts of everyone who knows him, fantastic person, great pilot, going through some really 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 horrible stuff that he hadn't dealt with, and then just uh, you know, and I think keeping him away from airplanes is probably not a bad idea because um, he didn't have the judgment at the time to keep himself away from one. And uh, by all accounts, I don't think it was an intentional act. Sounds kind of like it was almost sort of like the sleepwalking sort of event where he's so tired, fatigued, sort of had a waking dream. And uh, and that We've happened. This them. is all speculation, of course. H- but high as you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, well the magic that mushrooms was probably there's not that a too. good thing to throw into the mix. Um, so I, you know, that, that's about all I know of it. But uh, can you can you tell us what these ha- these latches are that are in the, the ceiling? Latches, the fire handles that he's trying to pull down. Well, a, 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 what do they do? B, can you pull them while the plane yeah, is in flight? You can. And they're designed to be pulled in flight or when those engines are running, if they're on fire. So um, every aircraft, every commercial aircraft has, well, really, I guess every aircraft, um, has an engine fire extinguishing system in it. And you have to be able to access in the cockpit. And so these handles are essentially uh, handles that uh, when an engine senses an engine is on fire, they're magnetically locked in place normally. Once there's an engine fire sensed, that, that lock essentially that magnetic lock undoes itself, and now you can pull that handle. The, uh, pulling the handle typically on an airplane will shut shut the engine down, and then if you usually rotate the handle or there's some other switch you press, that actually there's actually a fire extinguisher bottle in in the engine bay that will spray on the fire and, and hopefully put it out. But uh, it, people don't realize this: commercial airplanes are actually designed to just keep flying with a with a giant fireball out there on the wing, just fine. <laughs> Those engines are actually that- designed; they can burn themselves out and literally just fall off the wing. And, uh, and that well, that, that, it may sound scary, and I'm sure it looks horrifying, <laughs> terrifying. Why, why do they? Let me ask you this: as somebody who's in the industry or yeah. has been in the industry before, why do they even allow someone who is not on duty, air quotes, yeah. to even ride in the cockpit? Period. It is a. It is. It is part of the the airline industry of how air crew get from point A to point B because. Um, not every pilot lives where uh, they're based out of. And so to get to work a lot of times, you got to commute from one airport to another. And a lot of times the airlines don't want to fill seats up with non-paying pilots or flight attendants that, that are what we call non-revenue passengers. Uh, they want to put paying customers in those seats. So a way you guarantee that a pilot always has a, play, has a way to get from point A to point B is what we call a jump seat, which is where this gentleman was sitting on that day. And it's actually in the cockpit. So you're an act, act, active crew member. The FAA considers you, you an actual you, crew you member. You are a crew member. Yes, and that's where he went wrong, is if you're under the influence of something, you can't be jump seating because you are there. I just jump seated the other day. And uh, when you get on board, the captain the, and the first officer that are already there that are flying the, the jet say, hey, welcome aboard. If you see something, say something. You know, Chime in. If I mean, They expect you to act like a crew member there, even though you're not actually at the controls or doing anything. They still want you to be another set of eyes out, out of uh, safety. So... Um, and the they FAA prefer, treats you as a crew member. And they prefer that you're sober. 
<laughs> is there any <laughs> not form prefer of, they it's required oh okay. is there any form of pre-flight screening for deadheaders uh yes if you if you're a pilot you've gone through a lot of screening so you've been fingerprinted and, and background checks and all sorts of things do people still slip through the cracks in aviation or any other industry for that matter of course but i i mean day of the flight like we've seen movies like flight which obviously is a hollywood creation is that where, the denzel washington yeah. yeah that was good where he showed up <laughs> drunkard and a skunk yeah and obviously was able with we wouldn't have the movie if he wasn't able to get on the plane uh is there stop gaps in place to make sure things like that don't happen like is there any way they could have known that he was on magic mushrooms when he sat down in that cockpit i don't know i've never been around somebody on mushrooms maybe somebody else knows what that looks like um but definitely you know if you're around somebody that had been drinking you could probably smell that and you could tell um and that's how there's been rare instances here in recent memory where you've had air crew at some airline that that have gotten in trouble for that it's because somebody noticed will he ever fly again no no. It's over. Yeah, it's over. Damn. Yeah. That's a pretty lucrative gig, too. It's better than 83 counts of murder, though. You think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that was honestly to make a point in the first place. That was more of a posturing charge, in my opinion. I think just it's one of those things where nobody really knew what had happened yet. And, you know, when I first heard that somebody was in a cockpit trying to pull the, the handles, I thought, yeah. <laughs> Well, he did uh, also tell the flight attendant, reportedly, uh, I'm, I just tried to kill everyone, which... Mm. I mean, we don't know what mental state he was in at the time. Uh, well, obviously, we're getting more insight into well, that. It, it was inebriated. Yeah, if you tell a flight attendant, I just tried to kill everybody, they're probably going to draw the conclusions that that's what you tried to do. You know what I list- was listening to was the eight air traffic control um, replay of the pilots talking about what had just happened and seemed and, and they seemed calm, but they seemed unusually calm considering that someone had just tried to do that. And they said, yeah, he's in the back. He's not causing any trouble. Almost like they kind of understood something was just going on with him um you know it didn't sound like they'd been in a, in a fight for their lives uh, in the way, can, can i ask the dumbest question i mean <laughs> just since you're here I, yeah. I find aviation fascinating you know i'm a huge top gun fan what i'm a huge oh, okay huge top gun fan um <laughs> what is it about pilots and air traffic controllers are you guys trained to remain calm on those intercoms because I mean, I've I've heard like pilots who are having a what I would consider to be a freak out moment on their plane, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, uh, hi, this is uh, flight eight five four one two three. We have uh, two engines on fire. We are going down. Uh, proceed." <laughs> they're so calm. Uh, that's a great radio voice, by the way. I mean, like flying radio voice. Thank not, you. Not radio radio Thank voice. You. Um. You know, the training, I think you just, through experience, you get used to seeing weird stuff like that. And, um, you know, there's been, everybody who's been flying long enough has something that's that's scary that's happened to them. I certainly, I certainly have. Um, but I, th- I think, um, for me, it was always afterwards. It was after the flight was over that you sort of had, got lost in your thoughts and thought about what just happened and thought, oh man, that was, yeah, that I, was not I should, cool. I should be a goner. <laughs> that wasn't cool. Um, but I, I think all the training you do, especially in the airlines, especially in the military, which is my personal experience, you, you spend a lot of time in simulators with people trying to kill you intentionally uh, to get that training so that, you know, when it does happen, it, it's not the first time you've seen it. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798-586-7798 here on Dana and Parks.
<sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. For the folks at home, Scott Parks is air drumming right now. I love this song. It's one of my favorite hair metal songs of all time. Uh, great question on the text line. Uh, for Commander Reed, what is the scariest thing that ever happened to you while flying? You alluded to it a minute ago. I almost ran off a runway in San Diego once in an F-18. How does one almost run off a runway? Um, one is almost out of gas, and one lands really long on the runway when one was not very experienced once upon a time. And then there's nothing but ocean in San Diego Bay on the end of that runway. So uh, almost went off the end of it, but didn't. <laughs> That's a different story. That'd take too long to tell. Uh, Jared in Kansas City. Good afternoon, Jared. Welcome. Yes, hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. Of course. Anytime. It's your show. Yeah, so I was kind of listening. I, I've been hearing it for the last week about the the pilot that was on the magic mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And what I don't understand is, like, what made him freak out. Because my understanding is when you actually do the magic mushrooms, you're supposed to love everybody, you know. And that didn't seem like love to me, you know. No, I, I, I would make the argument it doesn't. Um, I, I will say this, Jared. Um, I think I can speak for the commander. I wouldn't know what a magic mushroom was if you put it in my hand. And even if you did, I sure wouldn't take it. <laughs> I have no idea what they do to you. I have no idea what they look like. I have no interest in finding out. But I appreciate the call. Uh, Felicia in Kearney. Hello, Felicia. Hello. Hi. Hi. Uh, first of all, Scott, and I know Dana's not there today. I just want to say I love the show. I've been listening to you guys for years. First time caller. God bless you. Thank you so much for those kind words. 
Thank you. So I am not a good flyer. Um, I have to be medicated to get on a plane, and I will inevitably still have a panic attack. (laughs) So my question is, when should I freak out? (laughs) When should I worry? So real quick, just clarification, by not a good flyer, you mean passenger, not pilot, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. (laughs) She has to be sedated to pilot it, too. Just checking. I said, you shouldn't say that on the radio. Um, So um, really, if you're flying commercial in the United States on an airline that is based out of the United States, I I could very rarely think of an instance where you need to freak out. Um, Even in, in times where it feels bumpy, it feels scary. You're, you're flying with the best trained people in the world, and you're flying in some of the safest uh, um, machines ever made. And they are designed with redundancies, uh, all sorts of things that are in place to back up systems when they fail. Those things are made to, to fly on one engine if they had one and fly just fine. And um, so I don't know if that helps you or not. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. No, it does. Yeah, um, you're the first pilot I've ever talked to. So oh, okay. You. Well, I'm honored. Um, <laughs> w- one of the things that, that people tell me that, that freaks them out is, that, is if they see the wing out through the window and they see it kind of shaking around in turbulence and it looks pretty wobbly uh, is how it's been described to me. And that, that'll intimidate people. I, there's a You can go YouTube videos of wing stress tests. And, and mm-hmm. if you're a nerd like me, I go watch these things. And <laughs> nerd. <laughs> that in, in videos of tornadoes. Um but um, they show you, they'll show you a time-lapse video of them, of, uh, of them basically bending one of these wings. And they can bend these things almost 90 degrees uh, from the mm, wing root up okay. to the tip, and it still holds, uh, holds together. So oh, they can take a lot of stress. Uh, so I hope, uh, Felicia, that, that helps you out a little bit. Yeah, it does, and I'll actually go watch that video, so thank you. Oh, great. All right, be well. Take care. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Okay. You too. Uh, I just feel like I did my good deed for the see, day here. Every time you come on the show... Uh, I, I ought to just open up the show at 2 o'clock and say, phones are open. Commander Jesse Reed's here. Go. Don't roll your eyes at me. Uh, somebody <laughs> wants to know, any good UFO stories when you were a naval aviator? Uh, he yeah. pleads the fifth. Well, I mean, you see lots of unidentified flying objects. Just because I don't know what it is doesn't mean it's an alien, though. Have you ever seen anything while you were a pilot that made you think, oh, my God, that's a UFO? Uh, like, when you say and, and, UFO, you mean alien aircraft. I mean alien aircraft. No, no. You never saw anything where you're like, no. uh, that thing should not be moving like that. No. Although I saw one of the coolest things ever last night of all nights. I saw the Starlink satellite system going through the sky right oh, above me, which I've was seen, really cool. I, I saw that about maybe eight or nine months ago. Oh, man. I was out walking the dog one night, and it was off into the western sky. Yeah. And there's about five of them, right? Yeah, or is it, it more there's than, a bunch. It, it almost looks like the trail of a comet. Sam, have you ever seen this? What, what is it called? The Starlink? Or, yeah, Starlink. Star, have you ever seen this in the sky? Saw it lights night right above it KCI was, Airport. It was or, the airport. craziest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm into all things astronomy. I don't know anything about it. But <laughs> I've bored Jesse out of his mind today. I keep turning the computer around. I'm like, check this out. And we're looking at pictures from the Hubble's He's showing telescope. me Stardust. Yeah, I did. I showed him Stardust yeah, a minute ago. It's beautiful. But so... You know, I'll be out nerd. walking the... I, I am a nerd. When it comes to that, I am a nerd. I, I agree. But I was out one night about eight months ago walking the dog, and I look up into the night yeah. sky, and I just see, like, this trail of bright lights mm-hmm. uh, just dancing across the sky. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah, it's cool. And then I went home, and I looked it up, and it said it was a satellite system that is just... Making- if, if I didn't know that was Starlink, I, that would have been probably the first time I thought, maybe this is a UFO. Now, what is Starlink? It's, it's a it's a satellite system. 
Yeah, it's just a bunch of satellites that Elon Musk shot into the sky yeah. so that you could have Ow. internet connectivity all over Him. the world no matter where you are. Him. Well, I hear Starlink's not working too well in Paola still, so they're, they're having trouble with the internet out there. <laughs> That's what my folks say. You could run the old wire. They call it fiber. Uh, Bill in Baser, you get the last word. Hello, Bill. Yeah, hey, uh, certainly nice talking with you. I'm a retired naval officer. I spent 32 years as a surface warfare officer. I'm a Mustang, and I've seen a lot of crazy stuff in naval aviation. But I probably have to say the craziest thing that I've ever seen was uh, during Desert Storm where there was a flight deck incident where an individual was sucked in the intake of an EA-6B and survived. It was the craziest thing I ever seen. I was a young sailor at the time, aviation scorekeeper at that time, and uh, it had to have been the craziest thing I've ever seen in the, my 32 years is for, to see that live happen. Now, Bill, I think I've seen the same video. It was, t- it was at night, correct? Yes, it was on uh, Theodore Roosevelt during Desert Storm. Uh, okay. What, were you on the flight deck? Were you wearing uh, Were you Were you wearing one of the colored jerseys and working the flight deck? Yeah, I was a line. I was a line rat at the time. Uh, a line rat. My time up on the flight deck, and uh, it was the crazy, and I'll never forget it. Oh. Uh, God um, bless you. That is the most dangerous job. Yeah. That is the most dangerous was, job uh, in the Navy is working on a flight deck. Yeah. How he survived. I mean, that thing was that. Uh, it's uh, throttled all the way up, something, and stood up at full power, and it sucked him right into the intake. Wow. Yeah, I've seen that video. And so for folks that are checking out the stress test video, just after you finish watching that one, you can watch the video of that one as well. It's out there. Being sucked into the intake means yep. what? Being sucked into the front of the engine? Yeah, so the guy's at full power. So, you know, for when an airplane takes off an aircraft carrier, before it actually takes off, it's there, sitting there on the on the fly deck at full power, so the engines are completely run up. And at night, it's really hard to see things. And if you watch this video, and it's taken with kind of night vision technology, so you can see what's happening. And the sailors walks right in front of the intake, and the suction from the intake sucks them right in the engine, spits oh them out God. the back. <laughs> How do you survive? Uh, the engine failed. From what the story I've heard here is that the pilots didn't even know what had happened because it's so dark outside. They said the left engine failed, so they uh, they canceled the launch and said, "Hey, we." We got we got something wrong with our left engine. They said, "Yeah, there's a guy in it." <laughs> you definitely yeah, have something a wrong. A human with it. just flew out the back of it. That's what's wrong, friend. Actually, I don't think he flew out the back, but he like something snagged on the on the edge and like kept him from getting sucked all the way into the engine. So it was it was dude, serendipitous. That dude needs to get to church. <laughs> they said, "Yeah, man, that was Jim." <laughs> it was Jim. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight five eight six seven seven nine eight. Commander Jesse Reed. From Top Gun, joining us in studio, filling in today for Dana Wright, Sam Stevie III. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Oh, this is new stuff from the Doobs, isn't it? Is that new stuff from the Doobies? Is it new? Well, like two or three years old. Uh, when you're a 50 year old, it is new. When you're a 50 year old band, anything you put out in the last two years, as in not 1970s new, (laughs) right? Gotcha. I don't know. I just clicked on the not not China Grove new. Yes. (laughs) I mean, a good Michael McDonald impersonation is fantastic. You know, he's still in the band. I'm just saying, like, I really appreciate that. He is still in the band. Uh, There is a story in the stack from the New York Post, and I think they're addicted to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Uh, Travis Kelsey is hoping to make Taylor Swift's birthday one to remember. 
The Kansas City Chiefs player, quote, has something special planned for his singer girlfriend who will turn 34 on December 13th in five days. Uh, an insider, an insider to Travis Kelsey says, quote, he's arranged a very intimate romantic dinner just for the two of them and is also trying to pull off a semi-surprise party with the help of some of her closest friends. Well, there goes the surprise. I was about to say. <laughs> uh, while it's unclear exactly what Kelsey's plans entail, the lovebirds have been spending a lot of time together ever since Swift finished the 2023 dates of her Eras tour last month. I hope she doesn't read the New York Times. No, no kidding. Semi-surprise party. Surprise ruined. Did you guys see the story about Travis Kelsey's house? What paper was that in? Do, Sam, do you remember what paper that was in? It was the Star, right? Was it the Star? Sorry, I was listening to Eating Krispy Kreme what? donuts? Eating Panera bread. What did you say? The, the, the story about his house, Travis Kelsey's house. Was that in the Star today? Yeah, uh, it's actually, I, I wouldn't call it a house. Uh, I would call it a manor. Complex. If we're being honest. It's 17,000 square feet. Yeah. Wow. 17,000 square feet. I, I think his house and, is bigger than the entire building that is my apartment building that I live in <laughs> one of the apartments in. I yeah. mean, it's unbelievable. I, I wouldn't even know what to do with that yeah. space. Put your entourage in there, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Hide from the paparazzi. Could you imagine reading in the Kansas City Star about your semi-surprise birthday party that was being planned for you? No. <laughs> no. Who are these insiders who are ruining the party? Insiders can, can for you, Dana Parks and Sam Stevie. Of, uh, can you imagine Sam. walking outside of the back door of your 17,000-square-foot home and all you hear is because they're flying a drone over your house to try to get oh, a sneak peek God. of you? It would be the worst. You know, we've talked about this before in the past on the show. Um, and I know people, you know, people, I want to grow up to be a football player. I want to grow up to be a you know rock singer or whatever. I would hate, now I wouldn't hate their money. Don't get me wrong. You know, like there's a story in the stack today. I have it right in front of me. Taylor Swift's Eras tour, uh, first tour ever to gross more than a billion dollars. She's doing just fine. Mm -hmm. $100 million this year off Spotify. Her movie made like $200 million. The tour made a billion dollars. She's had a very good year, right? And he's had a good year. I could never in a million years think I would want to be even remotely close to that famous. No. You can't go anywhere. No. I, I actually have a friend who ran it. This is before the Eras tour. This is years ago. But, you know, people knew who Taylor Swift was, but she wasn't to the level she was now. And he was in Boston, living in Boston, and he says he sees this big black SUV pull up, and, and the guy rolls down the windows, flagging him over, and then he sees Taylor Swift's inside the car, and they're trying to find a place to park and trying to find this restaurant that they heard of. And she gets out of the car, and as soon as she gets out of the car and walks down the street, I mean, immediately 20, 30 people just flock to her. And you just imagine that would be your life. Everywhere you go. Yeah. Now, granted, he, Travis, is in Oklahoma, not Oklahoma Joe's, uh, Trader Joe's, earlier this week or late last, and there's video of him just walking around, and everybody's leaving him alone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's super nice. That's our city. I think that's yeah. a testament to Midwest politeness. And what happens if you put Taylor Swift next to him at Trader Joe's? You tell me. Uh, the Midwest I, politeness flies right yeah, out the does. window. Yeah, it does. <laughs> 
Um, Going to be a whole lot of, oh, who's that? Yeah, I, I, I don't think he gets left alone then. Well, he a does. lot of squealing. Let's he, put it that way. Yeah, he, he squealing gets, of young girls. Yeah, he gets left alone. She doesn't. I, I mean, she's that big mm-hmm. that a lot of people say, you know, I would, you know, if I saw somebody famous, I probably wouldn't go up and bother them for a photo or an yeah. autograph. She is in a different stratosphere. Would for, you go bother? No, I, I would not. If I saw her in public, I am turning and running because I don't <laughs> want to be caught in the middle of that crowd. That is right. crossfire that I do not want to be crossfire. part of. <laughs> Stampede. Festivus Friday coming up in one hour. Jesse Reed filling in today for Dana Wright. That guy over there is Sam Stevie. My name is Scott Parks. News coming up in two minutes here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 